everyone. Good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Good morning to you. It is Thursday. We have passed Wednesday, which means today is Friday Eve. Tomorrow is the end of the week. We're there. We made it. And thanks for doing it with us here live every morning, drive time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Matt, good morning to you. Got to start there. Thanks for making the magic happen every morning for us here. How are you? Great, Zach. Good morning to you. It is a good morning. I, I'm looking forward to today's show, and I'm rushing into it because I, 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 I don't want to miss a moment. There's a lot to talk about, and I'm looking forward to the show that we have today. I'll, I'll back my way into our first conversation uh, to close out our show at the bottom of the hour. Devin Underwood will join us with Dave DiCasola, the co-founder of PackDash, a distribution company that moved their headquarters to Tucson, Arizona last summer. I've gotten to spend a little bit of time with them on the phone. Uh, energetic, young guy, startup company. Uh, I'm excited that they're headquartered in Tucson. That's good news for us. We'll talk about that process of relocating uh, and building a team now that he is here and relocating his current one. Uh, but to kick us off, uh, through the bottom of the hour, uh, getting to sit down, and I'm really excited about it, <clears throat> with Michael Guyman, the new president and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce, as he steps into the CEO role. Not new uh, to this world, a uh, long time uh, involved in Sun Corridor, uh, the Metropolitan Pima Alliance, uh, the Tucson Metro Chamber, and other stints. Now the president and CEO. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him as he gets going and uh, shapes his vision for what the chamber should be here in the metro area. Michael Guyman, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Zach. It is great here on another Chamber of Commerce Day. Yes. 70 degrees, how can you beat it? Matt Neely, is that where you heard that from? Uh, Matt Neely, I swear, Michael, said that word on Monday or Tuesday. It's a Chamber of Commerce Day, and I went... What kind of what? I've never heard of this chamber before. Of commerce weather. <laughs> common it's chamber of common commerce uh, weather. Common phrase. I learned it from Matt, and I hear it from Michael. It's uh, it is seventy degrees in Tucson. Good day, good day to be here. Absolutely, always. Well, it's always a good day to be here. But True, <laughs> especially during this time of year, we where we can really enjoy the winter quote unquote winter weather <laughs> right. uh, that we love to experience here in Tucson. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's great to have you here in studio, Michael. We get to chat often on a variety of things. I'm thankful for that. We've had you on the show before, but it's been four years. We were on a weekend show. It's been a long time and we were talking about, really has it been that long? It's been, it's been four years. Uh, I, I wanna ask you a couple of kind of vision questions about what you see for the chamber and then maybe we can talk some issues. A, uh, a, a chamber president in the region said something at an event I was at recently. She said, um, before COVID, chambers were trying to figure out what does it mean to be relevant. Mm -hmm. After COVID, chambers are now asking, what does it mean to be essential? What does it mean for a chamber to be essential in a post-COVID world? So as you're stepping into the role, Michael, that's my question. What does an essential chamber of Com Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce look like in your mind? Boy, it is so funny you say that, Zach, because that was the theme of the Western Association Chamber of Commerce Executives Conference that happened in Glendale last week. I attended, 
uh, got to meet a lot of my fellow chamber comrades all over the, the western uh, side of the U.S., and that was the question. How do we go from relevant to essential? And there's a lot into that. So for us, bottom line, Zach, is that we are the voice of business in our region by serving as a bold advocate for pro-business policies that benefit business, advance commerce, and enhance business growth and success. We are the voice of business. We have a lot of members, 1,500 members, from small startups all the way up to companies like Raytheon. So we have a lot of needs to service. And the value proposition for these companies are will vary, obviously. So we were champion for a strong economy, we're a catalyst for business growth, and we make beneficial connections between businesses and decision makers. So for some, the policy side is very important. Being the voice of business is very important to them because they want to know that they have an advocate here locally that is going to fight for pro-business policies. Uh, for some, it, and you, I just want to compliment you, Zach, because you have been a great friend of the chamber. You have been co-chair of our talent task force. And so a lot of what we talk about in, in sort of the chamber world, it, it, and going back to your question about being essential, is doing things, taking action that specifically helps business. And, and the action that we have taken over the last four years, ever since we really started having a serious conversation about workforce development, are programs like putting on hiring events, uh, putting on a career crawl, which uh, you were instrumental in, in assisting with, uh, doing things where we get uh, companies into the classroom, doing things where we uh, try to match job seekers with employment opportunities, really taking action to demonstrate how we as a chamber can play in the, uh, the workforce development space. And as you know, uh, we ultimately last year adopted and launched a workforce blueprint that outlines five recommendations on how the chamber can be that workforce development advocate and implementer. And I, I, I wondered if that would be one of the issues uh, uh, that, that you're going to continue to focus on as president and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. I would love to get into in the second segment, what are some of the two or three pressing issues that you feel are pressing in the community to tackle? Um, I think the chamber is changing, not, not your chamber, but the chamber model mm -hmm. is under a lot of shift. And... You know, I, I know that the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce has been in the center of a lot of community conversation on what is the role of our Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce um, in Tucson. And there is that tension between small business and larger established company. And then what is the advocacy role? Are we endorsing candidates? Are we getting a little bit more vocal? Are we putting more pressure uh, on uh, electeds, R or D, who may not be operating in the interests of, of the chamber? Uh, what is the chamber going to look like under under Michael Guyman? Is it going to uh, continue to focus and try to focus on small business and nuts and bolts advocacy? Is it going to shift in a different direction? So, so I appreciate that question, Zach. And and let's just let's focus on advocacy at this point because that's going to be a big that's going to be a big area of focus. And let's go back to the relevant going uh, moving into essential conversation so how you can become more essential is being proactive 
a lot of times chambers get into the reactive mode. Something appears on the city council agenda or the board of supervisors agenda, and we probably have been a part of some of the conversations leading up to that agenda item, making it to the agenda, but it's still kind of in that reactive mode of, of okay, well, now we have to take a position on, on a particular issue that's, that's coming up. Um, we've been a part of the process, but eh, maybe not everything that we have uh, proposed is, is a part of that uh, ordinance or, or policy or you name it. So we want to, you know, then it just becomes, you know, conversation. Do we support? Do we oppose? Do we try to, do we try to, to modify it? I want to get to the point, and, and I've already started this. I want to get to the point where we're more proactive. And the initiative that I started at the beginning of this year was the Coalition Against Retail Theft. Because a lot of what we have to do is in response to what our members are experiencing and what the business community is experiencing. And what do we hear a lot of? We hear a lot of businesses that have, uh, that are seeing product fly out the door because people just come in, you know, grab and dash. Uh, we're hearing a lot of instances of property damage. That's on the rise. Uh, so I brought together, um, I, I basically put out to the members, I said, hey, we're we're starting this coalition against retail theft. I need your help. I reached out to the Pima County Attorney's Office, uh, TPD, Sheriff's Department, and actually later today at 2 o'clock is our first CART meeting. And I wanted to do more of these. I want the members to tell me the problems they are having. And then we're going to pull together the stakeholders, and we are going to create the policy that we that may ultimately appear on um, a city council or board of supervisor agenda. We want to do more of that. We want to be proactive, and I'm very excited about the fact that I'm hiring a new director of uh, of uh, government affairs who's going to be leading those charges and, and coming up with more proactive solutions. We're with Michael Guyman this morning, the new president and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. When we come back, we'll talk about the state of Tucson uh, and where the chamber plays in that as uh, leadership shifts uh, to Michael at the chamber. We'll be right back here. We're just getting started on Tipping Point, AM 1030 KVY The Voice. We'll be right back. If you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. 
In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. This is Kate Delaney. Tune in later tonight as we talk about everything that happened throughout your day. Tonight at 10 on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser here on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. We are with Michael Guyman, the new president and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. He shared uh, his vision last segment for uh, for the chamber. And uh, in the remaining time that we had left, I wanted to ask you about you know issues. I talk a lot about the, on this show of the data pointing to three things, defining a community where people want to come and stay and businesses want to come and stay, affordability, opportunity, and quality of life. Can you afford the cost of living on the wages of a good paying job? Uh, near good schools, good parks, good roads, and safe neighborhoods. If you get that right, all the tacos and trails and magic happens in perpetuity. But you got to get that right. And I think as much as I love Tucson and I'm passionate about it, I think many things are going well. I think there's a lot of holes on those things. Housing is not affordable. We don't have a lot of high-wage jobs. Public safety is at an all-time low. Uh, Parks and roads and streets and schools are not effective. Um, 
What, what is the role of the chamber uh, on those issues in terms of what issues do you want to play in supporting businesses? And is the business community cohesive as an accountability measure to keep in the faces of legislators and saying, hey, this is not this is not cutting it? Sure. So um, you're making my job as being a cheerleader for Tucson challenging, Zach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I, I don't want to. But no, I know. I, I hear you. I, you know, every. Every community has problems. Uh, we certainly have problems uh, no different from, from a lot of communities. You outlined many of them. Those are issues that we constantly need to address. And the chamber, as the voice of business, is more than willing, uh, again, listening to our members, um, to find the issues that are specifically addressing the business community. But but you're right to point out it's it's larger than that. We need to make sure that uh, housing is affordable. What we what we hear a lot in during our workforce development discussions. Obviously, people having the right skills, um, people being able to attract the right kind of employees. That's that's the biggest issue when it comes to to workforce development. But there are other barriers, and those barriers include affordable housing, food. Um, transportation and childcare. Um, we hear those kind of four pillars a lot when we're having our workforce development discussions, and so those are definitely things that we need to we need to address. Um, so I was asked to sit on the Pima County uh, Affordable Housing Task Force. Uh, we had our meeting last Friday. We have another one coming up a week from tomorrow. Uh, we're looking into a lot of different studies, um, and, and actually the city of Tucson, which is kind of ahead of the game um, through their HAST study, um, uh, we're looking at that as well as other uh, communities, uh, looking at a lot of different solutions, in my opinion, when it relates to affordable housing. I'm going to be really, be really pushing for the fact that we have lack of inventory, um, that it, the inventory out there is dwindling. And it becomes, at the end of the day, a supply and demand issue. Uh, government cannot solve this problem. There are many facets to it. And the, the, the area that I'm going to be pushing really hard in uh, relates to the supply and demand issue. Uh, as, it, as, it, as it relates to um, the, the sort of cohesion uh, amongst business organizations, look, uh, you know, my experience is pretty unique. Uh, I was chief of staff to a city council member for the eight years he was in office, and so I have that sort of you know inside baseball government experience. I I worked for seven and a half years as vice president for Sun Corridor, so I have the experience of working with companies that are looking to expand or relocate here. Uh, I ran Metropolitan Pima Alliance uh, for three years, which uh, really obviously deals in the, the commercial sector. And now as the CEO, president and CEO of the chamber, uh, the, you know, that, that's kind of like the umbrella. Um, but I think that we do work well together. And with those experiences that I have, I have a lot of very strong connections with, say, a Ted Maxwell or a Joe Snell or an Allison Solomon or you know, David Godleski at Saba. Um, we do, I think, work really well together to identify and collaborate when we need to. Um, and so I, I just want to really make that those connections stronger. With Michael Guyman, the new president and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce, we have about four minutes or so left. What are the top two or three issues you hear your small business members most concerned about in Tucson? So a lot of it um, has to, you know, and, and there's there's like the pre 
COVID answer and there's the post uh, COVID answer. Uh, the post COVID answer really has to do with um, uh, you know access to capital, access to uh, to customers. Really trying to figure out how to to pivot. We've seen great examples of of businesses making that transition from uh, you know not being able to to serve customers in person. Um, but uh, you know, and then and then of course uh, you know pivoting to to more more of an online presence, uh, doing things that uh, attract customers in different ways, uh, and so you know we want to help pr- try to provide the resources. But it also um, Zach really goes back to what we talked about initially, and that's access to talent. If you don't have the right people in the right seats, your company is going to struggle to succeed, and so that's why we are so laser focused um, on developing those strategies that that uh, really really help to you know embolden um, our workforce development and access to talent in our region I uh, was listening to the Tucson City Council meeting on Tuesday and there's talk about uh, sanctioned homeless encampments for example how do we manage the rising homelessness challenge how do we manage uh, poverty how do we manage housing uh, or short-staffed on the public safety side uh, are these urgent issues that you see the chamber having a role of of making sure you're proactively in front of uh, electeds and saying, "Hey, we got to get this right." I mean, the movie that plays out from here and other communities worries me about where we end up here, because every city seems to go through the same movie script. Can we stop it now? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, I'm I'm the eternal optimist. I love that about you. <laughs> so yes, I, I always think that we can solve these problems, especially if we try if we come together to try to solve these problems. You know, this uh, this year we're actually what we want to try to do is provide more resources, and so in May we're going to hold a, a business summit. Um, and it's going to address a lot of the different issues. And we're actually basing this off of our, our member uh, requests. I mean, we're reaching out to the members and saying, what are the biggest issues you are facing? And then we're going to have a number of breakout sessions at that business summit to try to address some of those issues. And then as we have those conversations, we can then morph that into other proactive things that we can take care of from the business side. Uh, like we're doing with the coalition against retail theft, so we're going to use that as uh, sort of a launching pad to uh, to find other ways that we can really assist business. Whether that's providing more resources, um, trying to get uh, access to to more uh, dollars, um, or just uh, you know just trying to um, you know help them with uh, uh, better marketing, um, you know more resources related to you know accounting. Uh, there's a lot of things that we want to try to uncover. Michael Guyman, I think our region needs a strong chamber of commerce for businesses listening uh, who want to join or know more about the chamber. Where can people go to find out? They can go to TucsonChamber.org. Lots of information on that site about um, our events, our local and state legislative agendas, uh, lots of great resources on that site, uh, talking about a lot of great things that we're trying to do for this community. Michael, if you're willing, I'd love to keep doing this consistently. There's lots of issues to talk about. This was high level. Welcome to the position in terms of first time on this show and in the role. But we'd love to do this more, and thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks so much, Zach, and thanks for all of your great partnership over the years. Absolutely. We'll be back, Tucson. Uh, We'll talk to a company that moved their headquarters here last year on the other side. Don't go anywhere.
Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Casser family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Life isn't about money, but how you handle money impacts everything. The Ramsey Show, today at 1 on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios, Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI The Voice. We just said goodbye to Michael Guyman, the new president and CEO of the Tucson Metro chamber of commerce and if there was a theme that popped up time and time again it was uh, that businesses um, are asking and wanting to get answers around workforce can they find the right people to be in the right seats at the right time to do the right kind of job to move the company forward and that was a completely accidental segue uh, but i love when that happens to our uh, conversation here on the back end of the show uh, with our good friend devin underwood uh, principal and founder of the Talent Store. We've been talking about how to do just that and maneuver this labor market in Tucson in the best way possible. And I'm excited for that conversation to be joined in by uh, Dave DiCasola. And I'll make sure from Dave that I got that right. The co-founder of PackDash, a distribution company that decided to move their headquarters from the Chicago area here to Tucson last summer, starting operations in August, I believe. We're going to get a good conversation with a company who relocated about that process and uh, appreciate the fact that uh, that they that they wanted to call Tucson home. So let's welcome everybody in now. We'll start with Devin. Devin Underwood, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us as always. Hi, Zach. How are you? Good. And uh, Dave uh, DiCasola, did I get that right? You nailed it. Thanks, Zach. Good to be with you, Dave. Uh, I always say if I can get the guest's name right, uh, the rest is easy. The rest the rest will be a good show. So uh, Dave DiCasola is with us again, the co-founder of uh, Pack Dash. And uh, Devin is going to do a lot of guiding of this conversation around the relocation experience. But Dave, really quick, just to kick us off, could you share the quick, uh, the quick 60-second pitch of what is Pack Dash and most importantly, why did you make the decision to move your headquarters from Chicago 
to Tucson other than you'd be shoveling six feet of snow right now? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, Packdash is a warehousing logistics company that specializes in e-commerce fulfillment. So there are plenty of things that you might buy outside of Amazon. Typically, it's things where you have a relationship with the brand. Uh, you know, you buy it through Instagram or TikTok or one of these other platforms, and we help facilitate uh, the fulfillment of those goods and create an Amazon-like experience even though you're not using Amazon Prime. And we chose Tucson uh, because we wanted to uh, we, uh, expand our, our West Coast capabilities. Um, but, you know, looking at all the different options, uh, Tucson had, you know, both the affordability element of warehousing space uh, combined with a, a ready-to-work uh, labor force. You know, in certain areas, it's really hard to find people to work. But in Tucson, people are, are eager to, to work. And we um, you know, know that this is a good place that is, uh, uh, you know, accommodating and also just a friendly place to be. And, and the weather isn't bad either. Um, you know, Phoenix uh, has a, uh, like an oversaturation of warehouses. And it's, just, it's uh, incredibly uh, expensive and complex to even get a simple property there. But... Tucson made it really straightforward, and uh, that was our decision. I love it. I love to hear, um, you know, I think people like Devin and I are so in the weeds on these issues day to day, and uh, it's nice to hear from someone who is looking at Tucson from the outside, uh, what are our opportunities, certainly challenges, but what are our opportunities? What are the things that we are good at that we can uh, that we can capitalize on? I know Devin's interest this morning in, in the time that we have, we have about uh, 10 minutes with you here, is to talk about the relocation experience, part A and then part B as you're growing your team here. What does that look like? So Devin, I want to turn it over to you to dig into that, uh, to, to dig into that piece as we talk about uh, growing teams and workforce. Yeah, definitely. I love to hear that Tucson made it straightforward. Um, I think we've got, you know, a lot of, Zach, you and I hear it a lot, that, you know, old perspective of Tucson that still hasn't shifted, um, that, you know, we know there's work being done. We know there's improvements being made, and I'm happy to hear a company coming here felt them. So that's great. Um, I wanted to know, you know, tell me a little bit about how what percentage of your workforce moved with you or relocated to Tucson to join you here? Yeah, well, we're, we're not a, a giant company, but uh, we did end up moving a third of our workforce uh, to Tucson. Our, you know, our executive level roles are all here, and uh, we still maintain a warehouse and distribution center uh, in the Chicagoland area. Um, but again, we're, we're expanding out to the West Coast, and we needed a strategic launching point. And we figured if we're going to expand, we should be, be there for the expansion. We have a, a great set of uh, managers and leaders already in uh, Chicago that can you know, take care of things. But as we expand, we wanted to be closer to the, um, the expansion. That's great. And, and on a personal or individual level, what were some of the key concerns or considerations for your executive team when they were moving with you? What, what did they want to know about? Yeah, I think it's uh, everyone was really focused on lifestyle, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's what are, like, what am I going to do? What will I do for fun? What's the, uh, 
you know, is there a restaurant? And, you know, for people that are new to Tucson, they don't understand that not only, I mean, those incredible, incredible culinary um, uh, gastroeconomics that are happening here, um, there are um, plenty of things to do. You have the university, um, and it, it acts as almost like a, a resort town. Um, if you explain it to people as, hey, this is, a, this is almost like a little oasis where you can go and, and, you know, there's a lot less traffic and things are just a little easier to get around and it's more of a community that you can engage with. Um, everyone's really responsive to that. And since a good portion of our work is done, you know, partially remote, I mean, people do want to have the freedom to go on hikes and, you know, not every day is about being in the office, but... You know, for us, we have this flexibility where we can get together when we need to, uh, but then people can still have that um, outdoor lifestyle that you don't necessarily get in places like Chicago. That's great. Yeah, and I think that the idea of a town that you can really get your arms around um, and plug into the community quickly is something that I don't think we talk about enough here. Um, It's a large enough town that there's, culturally diversity there's interesting things going on you can kind of sneak off to different parts and be involved in different areas but it's small enough where you can plug in where you want to and really navigate the community um, pretty quickly so i'm excited to hear that that's resonated with your teams too um you know what can is there anything that Tucson or the community or some of the leaders here can do to keep you guys thriving and excited to be here? Yeah, I think the uh, biggest challenge we have now is, uh, okay, we're, we're expanding. We want to grow the business, and we want to recruit people to come to Tucson. Um, but there are challenges with, you know, just the, the logistics of getting someone, you know, into Tucson and established here. You know, there, there's very little housing inventory, for example. So when people look at what are their options uh, in terms of, you know, moving, uh, they're kind of limited in what they can see and, and what's available. And um, I experienced that personally. You know, I it took me five offers on homes until I was able to actually find one I could move into. And so it was this delicate balance where, as much as I wanted to make the move in the summer, I had to coordinate it with what was available for me to move in. And then I had to find a temporary living situation that was fairly affordable, uh, which was also very hard, right? To kind of coordinate it all because I had no idea how long I was going to be searching for a home. Um, but right. I, and I, a way for Tucson to, to guide, uh, you know, businesses like mine or, or provide, uh, you know, resources for, hey, these are all the, the temporary options you have as you help establish people in the community, that could be a big help. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a Devin knows, note, Devin knows that that made me happy. I, I was like, did, did <laughs> someone say housing? <laughs> did someone say housing? I only talk about it, Dave, almost every day on the show, believe it or not. <laughs> I think Zach, you're, you're preaching to the Zach choir, but he, he's been saying it for years. And, and we felt it during COVID where we knew these more dense uh, cities where people felt pretty stuck, especially in the winter when they were isolating or quarantining, we knew T- Tucson would come on the radar. And we were already pretty low in inventory. And I think that um, 
the affordability mixed with space and lifestyle um, really pushed our inventory to the limit. And so we've got some, some catch-up to do in that area, and hopefully the right people are listening to you. So we appreciate you saying it again um, for the people in the back. <laughs> Uh, oh, it makes sense. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, and that's a good note, too. You know, companies like mine, so the talent store, we do recruiting and executive search. We do a lot of moving people to Tucson. We've got some really cool companies growing and scaling here, deciding to um, re-headquarter here or even really quietly re-headquartering here. I even have a German company that has their executive office here that's a client. And so in representing the community, in understanding, I'm always wanting to understand more of what can I do to bridge that, the logistics of that relationship and bring people in. And, and there's some other um, resources I can plug to you, too, after the show, for sure. Um, but I understand housing is a, is a big deal, and, and we're getting there, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure there's. Uh, you know, people that want to help and there's, you know, if I reached out, I might be able to figure something out. But at the time, you know, just moving, it wasn't, I wasn't sure where to begin. Right. I, you know, just right. moving around and looking around, it's really hard to really understand, Hey, what are, what are the resources or who can help with this type of, of, you know, move? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's a good note for our city, for our chamber. Um, to have some front and center members who help with that, who are kind of front and center in Google search and at top of mind if someone reaches out to kind of get that in front of people who are thinking about coming here. So I really appreciate that, and I think that's something we could work on pretty quickly. I know we have... Oh, go ahead, Devin. No, go ahead, Zach. I'll let you take over. No, I was just going to say I think we have about two or three minutes um, with Dave left, which I knew was not gonna be enough time, but anything else, Deb, I was actually gonna kick it right back to you. Anything else on the kind of, okay, we were here now, then what does it look like to grow? Anything else uh, to pick Dave's brain on with Dave DiCasola, the co-founder of PackDash, a company that moved its headquarters to Tucson back in 2021? Yeah, Dave, I think, you know, the only other thing we could we could talk about is what does growth look like for you and how does the community support that scale? Yeah, so in a warehousing and logistics business, you know, we do need senior leaders, right? We need people that are going to help us with client success and sales and get things, uh, you know, get the business to a higher place. Um, but we also, you know, for every client we land, we typically need, you know, two full-time people that can help service that client, uh, whether in the warehouse or even, you know, just kind of helping planning all of the logistics that go into it. So, you know, for every client that we add, we're always going to be having open positions. So I would encourage people to either check our website, packdash.com, or, you know, when you're looking online, it, you know, it, you don't need us if you have experience in the warehousing logistics sector, you know, Amazon or some of these other clients that, you know, probably are, are going to be the loudest. Um, you know, we also offer very, uh, you know, similar opportunities and, and a career path, right? So, you know, you're not just a number, you're, you'll be joining a smaller team and, and sort of a, an up and coming startup that's kind of doing work similar to uh, the Amazons of the world, but with more 
uh, you know, more personalized uh, growth plans. Um, I love it. And I'm, I'm always talking about clients who are in the space of large competitors and helping give them an edge. And I think a big piece that people care about right now is, you know, I, and I talked about it in this great, I'm calling it the great reshuffle rather than the great resignation because I think people are going to land somewhere. Um, and it, it's all to be seen, but you know, the three C's, control, compensation, and connection. And I think a big connection point for you guys here is this is a company doing the same type of work that's going to grow, that's entrepreneurial, and has their executive team right here in Tucson. And I think that's a huge point for that. So hopefully that's part of your advertising and outreach um, campaign. And I think people would get really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. I also think, too, the, my biggest thing is, look, working in a warehouse might be something that you want to do. But for a lot of people, it's sort of, uh, you know, it might be their first job or it might be something that they're kind of, they've been doing, but they want to expand and creatively and do other things. And so we give our employees the opportunity to take on projects that are outside of just the picking and packing and the fulfillment of goods, mm. right? These creative projects could be in our marketing department. It could be um, even in our, you know, our customer success and sales. And we want to, you know, push people to develop more skills. And we think that's the key to having not only an engaged employee, uh, but also someone who, you know, we want to bet on who can end up taking on this executive type role, even if they're starting, you know, um, as a, you know, a warehouse agent, you know, doing uh, similar tasks as other people. I love it. Dave DiCosola, yeah, thank awesome. you so much for, for being with us. And uh, I could do another hour with you, uh, but you've given us uh, the time you said you could on your busy day. And I want to honor that. Thanks so much for moving to Tucson. Thanks for being here and uh, thanks for sharing your uh, relocation and also your growth and, and what you need and what you're looking for in the community. Uh, Dave DiCosola, co-founder of PackDash, we'll catch up with you soon uh, on the other side. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, when Dave. We come when we come back, Devin and I will still be together. We will debrief that conversation and talk about uh, how companies listening who are looking to relocate uh, or grow when here can do so well. Devin Underwood, the principal and founder of The Talent Store right here in Tucson. We'll be right back after a short break. Don't go anywhere. 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. 
in 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. The race for Arizona's GOP nomination for Senate is on. I moderated a debate about it on Saturday. One of the five serious candidates for their office, retired Air Force General Mick McGuire, joins me to got to win in Arizona. Listen to the next Hugh Hewitt Show. News from inside the Beltway. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings from 10 to noon on 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. This is Bill Buckmaster, Pima County Supervisor, Adelita Grijalva, coming up at noon on 10.30, Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. back to Tucson and all of Southern Arizona in studio with Devin Underwood, principal and founder of the Talent Store. Uh, Devin, we got to fly, but I wanted to debrief the conversation with Dave DiCasola, the co-founder of PackDash, a distribution company that moved their headquarters to Tucson last year. Super fast, Devin. I don't want to land here too long, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, I need to be able to find a full-time workforce. I need to have houses for them. If we've heard it once, Devin, we've heard it a million times. It's the problem and opportunity in Tucson right now, is it not? As, you know, I think we heard some heartening things, too. We've got, um, you know, a, a seems like a more streamlined process to find space for your business, which is really great. Um, and then the flip side of that is it, I think he felt heartened or good about the talent. There are some, it sounds like some positions they're still going to need to bring in from other places. And so with that in mind, you know, the housing piece of it really rises to the top as opportunity that we need to keep on the forefront and keep talking about and and finding creative solutions around. For sure. Devin, we have about mm-hmm. four minutes left. And uh, give our companies listening, uh, do, do a little bit of a deeper dive on the three C's you mentioned as uh, tips and tactics for relocating and growing your company. Yeah, so the three C's are kind of rising to my 
radar from all of the challenges with um, the great reshuffle or resignation that's going on and, and companies really looking at retention. And going into this show, I thought about all of the work you and I talk about, about re- attraction and retention to Tucson in general. And I think they still apply. But, you know, Dave really brought it up a lot. It passed Dash, it sounds like whether they know it or not, they're thinking about these things. So it's control. And control means giving people some flexibility, some autonomy, and some control over their career growth. And he talked very actively about flexible schedule, being able to fit in a hike, um, and also being able to chart a career path or try new things out within the company. Um, Tucson, you know, what do you talk about in terms of control for Tucson? How can you live autonomously, or is there an affordability element to that? You know, there's different things to talk about under that C. The other C is compensation. Everybody's kind of spinning around about that. But at the end of the day, compensation is, do you feel valued for the work you're doing? Um, And that doesn't have to just be in salary. And I think that's a big, long, deep conversation. We could have it another time. Um, And then there's connection. And so when he was talking about deciding where to relocate his company and choosing Tucson, it was the ability to connect into the community, to be a part of it and to figure out, um, you know, different ways to participate. He talked about food culture. Um, When he talked about his own company around connection, he talked about, um, you know, just the purpose of what they're doing, being entrepreneurial, impacting a small company having the executive team locally right there with you, unlike an Amazon. So there's different ways to look at connection, but all of these things can be applied on a micro organizational or department level, all the way up to a city like Tucson and how they're creating that to create retention mechanisms and keep employee, uh, employees or residents or communities engaged and, and thriving. Mm, I love that, the three C's, uh, control, compensation and connection did i get it right you did i love it easy easy enough and those are principles that a company that is looking to relocate its current workforce like pack dash did but also looking to expand it i think effective communication uh, and providing the value of those three c's is something like you said that any company uh, any company can do and uh, Devin, where can people uh, reach out to you to uh, apply those three th- C's in their company with your with your coaching? Yeah, definitely. So we offer executive search and recruitment. So for a case like PackDash, you know, some of that executive or key position leadership, we also help look at your full talent strategy. How are you pipelining those repeatable roles? What does the career path within your company look like? And we do some advising right now. We've got some clients really um, doing some creative and exciting things with our partnership around retention. And you can go to yourtalentstore.com to learn more. I love it. Devin, thank you for being our guide on this journey. This is a labor market like probably few have experienced before. Uh, You're helping us navigate it. And I would encourage anybody who's looking to grow, expand, or place the right people to connect up with Devin Underwood over at the Talent Store. Devin, we'll do this again soon, I'm sure. In the meantime, thanks as always, and uh, take care out there. Thanks, Zach. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Devin. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to talk U of A at South by Southwest 
We'll talk water security future in the state. Cue it up next, Bill Buckmaster at noon. Tucson, we'll see you tomorrow, Friday.